You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Malcolm Banford's going to save us from this at night now. At 1.30 a.m. He's he live sits. from England. First off, I assume you probably can't sleep anyway after the chaos we had in the World Cup. This was an incredible day. What a great day. Absolutely outstanding. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Um, yeah, you can't, you can't knock a day like today. I was um, My first thoughts um, were with Ryan today when Croatia won. I'd, I'd fancied Brazil, um, but obviously that went awry. And Croatia um, are just such a tough team. They just don't know how to lose. Um, they continually get back into games. They take it to extra time. That goal was the first shot on target today. And it wasn't even really a shot on target. And then they hang in and then they do it again. So, and I did straight away think, thought about Ryan um, in his, his Croatian. He told me last <laughs> time I was on a couple of weeks ago. And then Argentina did the business tonight, which we needed. I think when I was on two weeks ago, yeah. we'd said that if you'd liked Argentina, then have another go. Go and have another little dabble. And you were getting, they were 8-1 to one back then, then now plus 187 favourites. So, so yeah, some little things have worked out, but yeah. Um, what well, yeah, really good day. And even if you lost your money, um, you couldn't not enjoy the day. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the thing, Malcolm. So it was a good day because uh, I'm Croatian, was rooting for Croatia. But the problem was, man, is I bet Brazil to win the World Cup. So now I'm yeah. looking at the board and, uh, I mean, not a great price for Argentina, plus 175. But I'm looking at France 3-1 to one, or England plus 450 or Portugal plus 50, 450, I'm sorry. Croatia's 8-1. to one. Um, which, of course, I'm going to take a little stab with. But where would you go right now as far as the value pick now that um, you know we've seen some upsets here? Um, the value is probably with Portugal because yeah. you would see on the, f- on the face of it, they have an easier route through um, to the final just with getting Morocco. But then we've seen the day, you're into the last day of the World Cup. There's no, there's no easy game. Morocco have just turned Spain over. Um, obviously... Um, kind of side with England. I'm not hugely partisan when it comes to um, the English football team, so this isn't my heart rule in my head. Um, I do think England aren't the very the similar level to France, and France are priced up as favourites tomorrow. And I don't really think that's the case. They've got the standout player in Kylian Mbappe, but he's kind of about seventy five percent of what France are going to throw at you. I think if you go five or six players beneath that. They're probably all England players. England have got five or six weapons. If somebody, for it, Kyle Walker, the England right back, if he can do a job on Kylian Mbappe tomorrow, 
that will take out a huge chunk of what France can offer. If France defend well, England could come at you with five or six different players and they've got options on the bench as well. France have got another two or three. Dembele is a decent player. Griezmann's okay. Giroud is okay. But I think if you can negate Mbappe, and that's difficult. He's a very, very good footballer and he's quick. Um, if you can negate Mbappe, England have got a real chance and then a little bit of a softer semi-final than, unfortunately, Croatia. They've got the Argentinians and the Argentinians... Although they took it to the wire tonight, they were pretty much in control of that game. I'm not entirely sure how that got away from them and they ended up nearly blowing it. But the Argentinians just appear to be gaining momentum at the right time. They're playing well. And there's that little narrative with Messi. Um, everyone likes a good narrative. Uh, Messi looks in great form. Mm. That pass for that first goal uh, was a really pretty thing tonight. Yeah, that was sick. I was watching Malcolm, uh, the US play Holland. And I was I was pretty struck by the fact that it felt like the U.S. lacked really any semblance of a finishing touch, right? Like Pulisic, fine player, but up against up against Memphis, I was like, we need a Memphis, right? Like this this team needs someone who's a striker when really Pulisic is known more as a winger, right? Like there's there's yeah. some there's some rumblings that uh, Florin Belogan might come and and commit from PSG to the U.S. How do you think if that oh, wow. happens, uh, that would change things for us? The, the fact is with football, it's a low-scoring game. Or do you want me, would, would you like me to say soccer? I'll say soccer. Uh, it's a low-scoring <laughs> game, and you need someone to put the ball in the net. So is, and I think we touched on this while we were talking about the USA a couple of weeks ago, is that as industrious as they are, they're hard-working, they're energetic, um, they're really well-drilled, when organised, the manager had them playing really well. You do need someone who can stick the ball in the back of the net. And it was never more glaringly obvious than when Pulisic went one-on-one -on -one with the keeper after six or seven minutes in that game and he hit the keeper's legs. And up until then, the USA dominated and then Memphis Depay got one chance at the other end. It was bang, one nothing. The USA then dominated for another 30 minutes, right on half-time, second chance, 2 nothing. Um, if you can get a little bit of magic, which you're talking about there with Balogun from PSG, it makes a huge difference because we're talking fine margins now. You're talking the last 16 of a World Cup or the last eight of a World Cup tonight. I think that's, Ryan, where Croatia struggled tonight yeah. is they were, re they were in that game, but I never, ever thought they were going to score. Um, and like I said, that was the first shot on target and even that took a deflection. Um, you need... Who's the lad playing up? Top at the minute. Yeah, Kramerich just looks a little bit... He's not a prolific goal scorer. So Croatia are going to have to do everything right because their margin is very, very fine because they don't have a goal scorer. And that, that's exactly where US... US did everything correct up until... Say, but they could have beaten England if they just had a big number nine who could stick the ball in the back of the net. But, I mean, that's the, that's the holy grail. That's what everybody's looking for. Yeah, and you know, we, we look at what the U.S. did, and it was considered a success given the recent history of, of this team in, in past World Cups. But, you know, big picture, and Trista kind of touched on it a little bit, what, like, what does the U.S. need to do in terms of their overall program to develop more talent, if they can, to try and be closer to, you know, the England and France and Brazil. Now, I understand, obviously, there are different sports here. People have theories over here in the U.S. about whether it's more want to go play basketball or, you know, American football or that sense. Like, what, what, what are some things that you see that the program could do to maybe improve and have them be on a, a higher standard than where they are right now? I mean, if they have everything in place, um, even the culture, which might not be as strong, 
in the US, but you've got Italian, South American culture. You've got enough football heritage there, soccer heritage, to be able to bring these people through. I think the first thing they need to do is strengthen the MLS. Um, that needs to be yeah. stronger. Um, even though the the big players will always go and play in Europe, the in, pretty much the entire Brazilian squad, the Argentinian squad, all come across and play in Europe. I don't know how many of the US squad were over here. Uh, maybe 9, 10, 11. Sort of playing in the top leagues. But if you, you need a, a good... MLS and there's no reason why you can't do it as well. You've got a big country, you've got a lot of good franchises. Um, it's very appealing to a player. But what what you tend to have in the US is it's a bit of a donut. Is that you have all the a lot of old guys, a lot of old European guys will come across for a little bit of a payday, 35, mm-hmm. 36. You've got all the young kids coming through, 18, 19, and then the middle's missing. The hole in the middle mm. is the 23 to. 31 the, the prime players they then disappear off to europe a little while so if you can get the mls right but there's nothing stopping the us at all they've got a lot of good players they get a home world cup um in 2026 uh that's canada us and mexico so they don't have to qualify so they don't have that worry they're automatically through because they're hosting um i think the us should go a long way and you can say the same for canada as well um canada we're a little bit naive in this tournament, but they've got everything in place. Yeah, I think the US, I, I enjoy following the US. It was a good underdog story. It's always nicer to get a few more of these new teams to rather than calling the boring secondary European teams. So watching Japan's been great, watching Morocco, they're not a great watch, but their story's been great. And the US, similarly, I think people were cheering them on because who doesn't like an underdog? And it's not very often the US are an underdog in anything, really, with the with the sort of the resources and the might and the power that they have. So I don't think they're very far away at all. Um, I think they'll go very well next time around. Malcolm, you you saw today an incredible set piece where it looked like he was going to go for the goal, but he ended up passing it anyway. And I, I was just thinking about the coaching disparity between Burhalter and just kind of the coaching for the U.S. and what you see for, for Holland, right? Like, so... You got Van Gaal who makes around four million a year, and I think Burhalter makes like one point four. Do you think, just to add on to Nick's question, do you think that coaching and investing in coaching from a monetary standpoint and just getting the best, de- depending on like, doesn't even have to be necessarily someone from our country? Like you see that around the world for the World Cup, that being a thing. Like, do you think that would make a difference too? Yeah, I think so because. You've seen it. This happened in Africa for the last sort of 20 years. They would all, all the African teams would go to the World Cup and they would have a, a French, a Belgian manager. That's just kind of where, whatever their sort of colonial heritage would be, whether it was, like I say, Belgians, French, um, Dutch, they would always turn up with a with a manager from that country. The Canadian manager this time round was an Englishman. Um, he had the same accent as me. He was a, he was a Northeasterner like myself. Um, so, yeah, again... Like we talked about the donut, you tend to get these older coaches who've come across. Um, and I think it, it's a really tricky one because we, we've had a couple of US coaches come across to the, the Premier League. Um, Jesse Marsh is at Leeds currently. Um, and before that, I think, I don't know, did Bob Bradley never quite made it over here, did he? But I think they need. It's, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a real fine balance. I don't think there's anything wrong with the coaching system. There's a load of good English coaches going to US college soccer. 
Um, a lot of people have finished their degrees and they immediately head for the States, um, and that's in men's and women's soccer. So I think that's coming through. It just takes time. You can't really... We've seen, we've seen this with the African teams who were probably maybe 10 or 15 years in front in terms of their programmes. We still haven't seen an African team reach the semi-final. Morocco are attempting to do that tomorrow. Um, Ghana nearly did it um, a few years ago. Luis Suarez robbed them of that opportunity. It's just a building block. So there's no quick fix, but 100% they will get there. Tell you what, Malcolm, if we get even close to the rest of the way of the World Cup with what we saw today, I think we're all going to be pretty damn lucky to be able to watch these games. It was was incredible. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Look forward to the next time. Thank you, folks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, you know, we're, I, I was, it's funny because you guys we were, we were texting back and forth, you know, about the, the game because obviously we're, like, there's a rooting interest in Croatia because that's for you. So, like, yeah. I got your back, man. Like, it's I want to see one. you win. But I'm, I'm sitting there, like, trying to watch it at, I was at the gym when it was going on because, like, I got things to do. I got to be able to, like, go and, yeah. and watch too. But I'm sitting there at this point, like, then there was a, it was on, like, TV's way too far away from me. So I'm sitting there with it on my phone watching it. And just freaking out, and people around me are looking like, "What is he going?" I'm like, yeah. it's "World Cup, World Cup. You should, you should be watching this right now." But it was just, you know, and that's like, that's what if you don't have like for you, you obviously have more of a you know a connection to Croatia. But even for us to just watch that game and just see something that was an incredible story, that's what makes these types of events so so special. Yeah, yeah I awesome. just love ripping the heart out of a team that was a favorite too. Oh yeah, like there's just oh, yeah. nothing better. Yeah. Then I mean, and so I had watch. I had Brazil uh, in mm-hmm. a parlay yeah, with uh, Holland. So I mean, it was gonna it was gonna be a loser no matter what. Probably should have flipped those. Took the favorite <laughs> yeah, in the second game, right? Um, so I was bummed. But listen, like I love to see an upstart team play hard, get to get to penalty kicks, and it was just not close. Like it just was just not close. That's awesome though. It's uh yeah, I love the World Cup. That's that's my bucket list. If I could go to anything, and I know mm-hmm. uh you know the Super Bowl, that's fun, of course. World Series, been to the World Series, I'd go to the World Cup, but well, I'd want to go in another country. I wouldn't want to go this year. You'd and you wouldn't want to go next. You wouldn't want to go next Canada, World Cup because it'll too. be here. Yeah, no, I mean I'll go in the U.S., but I want to go and uh, experience uh, Cutter. No. no, no, can't get beer there. No, you can't do a Different. lot of things. Yeah, pretty much like anywhere actually, but this year would I would I would yeah. prefer to go to last yeah. year in Russia. The, I mean, last World Cup awesome. in Russia was uh, awful as well. Yeah, Russia, you wouldn't want to do Russia. Wouldn't either. want to do Russia. So in the future, let's look up some dates for you. Some, we're gonna, some we're events. Gonna get it done. You know, it'll be it'll be in North America yeah. soon. So there's 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 that. And then I still can't I, believe Croatia won, to be honest with you guys. But I did call it. I said they're going to win in penalty kicks. Yep. I just got a feeling because I kind of had a feeling that just Brazil was going down because of my future bet. And I didn't really yeah. have I didn't have anything. It with was just Croatia. because of just because of the bet. Yeah, I didn't have anything with Croatia. So I had the under in the game that worked out. But yeah, that was it. That was it for me.